Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Talking about Nick Martinez heading to the Cincinnati Reds, our good friend Annie Heilbrunn tweeting, Nick was a Swiss Army knife for the Padres. Truly embraced every role, reliever, starter, long innings, closer, piggyback guy with all he had. It is rare, in all caps there, rare, in today's game that guys do that. Came through in clutch moments, worked to unite the team. Who's saying this, by the way? Bringing guys closer he cared. Annie. Our friend Annie Heilbrunn. I love our beloved Annie. Um... He's a great dude. Nick was a great guy. He yeah. was a great interview. He was a, a a guy that just wanted to win. If you had, a he t- will be missed. He will be man. And if you had a team of twenty six guys with that mentality, you'd have won a lot more games than you did last year. I don't know Period. that. Uh, I know, that that Swiss Army knife comparison was used a lot because the Swiss Army knife is supposedly a tool you can use for many different things. I had. Like most kids, no, you didn't. A Swiss Army knife no, at some wow. point. I'm that's, surprised. You that's shocking. Could not make it work for anything. The, the little the, scissors. The, the, the little scissors. None of it the worked for me. Hold on. Am I, is this just? This is what I wanted to ask. Did you guys have a Swiss Army knife? Of course. And did you ever actually use it for anything? Yeah. Other than to maybe file your nails once or twice. Oh, the toothpick feature. Woodsy loves the toothpick. Pick. Toothpick should be disposable though. Pick. Slide it right back in the slot. You hear the little click, and you're good. I loved. That's gross. I loved. Just, I agree. You just here's the best part. You know, you have tooth been gunk, in your pocket you all just day. Put in your, here's, here's the best part. It's disgusting. You're out in the wilderness. You're on your own. You're trying to survive. You're like, I really. Oh, thank yeah. God for this. Let me get this little. Like, I can live because I have a Swiss Army knife. Right. No, I'm not. I'm still dying. That's not helping me survive so in the woods. A, there was a nail file. I never used yeah. that. 
the little scissors. There was the big, like the the one blade yeah. that was like, all right, yeah. this is my cut. Which blade. was always really dull. It was dull. You never yeah, you could run it across anything. your yeah. hand. Nothing's going to happen. The little scissors. Yeah. Which I liked to but play they, with. They didn't cut kind of, anything. Yeah, and they kind of broke, and they yeah. were dull, too. Is there a compass on it or no? No. No. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I had, oh, you know the what The scissors was, were the worst. You know what was all the rage? And I, my parents would let me get one because, well, they're good parents. Uh, remember the Rambo knives? They had the screw-off top. That did have a compass on the top. And you could walk with your knife. And be like, I'm now going northeast through the woods. <laughs> But you screwed the top off, and there was like a fishing line in there. There was all this stuff they jammed down in the in the Rambo knife, is what we call. And it. there was always that one troublemaker who brought a switchblade to school and a butterfly knife. Yeah. Was the Got other a butterfly? Yeah. The oh, other, yeah. My buddy collected knives, so I'd be sitting there in you know seventh grade, like trying to do the butterfly. I had knife. a buddy that had one, and he. Uh, like, my buddy had a stiletto. I was like, I'm not trying it. Do you remember a stiletto? How's that different than a so switchblade? So the switchblade goes from bottom to top straight up. The stiletto goes straight up. Just pops out. <laughs> yep. Hard like ass, a dude. Pen, like the pen you're holding except a knife. Yeah. Hard yeah. ass. Hard ass move. Hard ass move. Uh, yeah, I didn't use my Swiss Army knife for much, but Nick Martinez was kind of that. He was... Darren says he lost more, way more games than he helped save. That's just not true. No, it's it, not. Darren, it's just... He had a couple of... It, Notable it's blow ups, not but true. He did get out of true. a lot of jams that he got himself into. He would create. Right? He liked to. So did the Cy Young winner. <laughs> you know, Snell as well. You know how I know that isn't true? Because the Cincinnati Reds just gave him twenty six million dollars. Exactly. They right. did. I'm sure a little oh, due diligence. Go. Darren says he was also more interested in goofing around than being serious about playing baseball. Nick Martinez. Mm. Do you also watch baseball? True. He was like. The one of the more intense competitors that we had he on the was, field. He was hyperactive, especially sure. uh, two seasons ago when he was doing the you know the dry energy powder right before every yeah, appearance, just sucking it down. So yeah, he was twitchy for sure. But I think he was interested in winning and competing. Guy was a competitor. Guy still is a competitor. He's just a competitor for the Cincinnati Reds yeah. now, I'll not the San Diego Padres. Mike makes a good point here. I'll miss him. Dude was willing to do whatever he was asked. He was, and you know it bothered him behind the scenes because, like even Matt, you know Matt Strom. We talked to him in in uh, when we were out at fantasy camp last year, and he goes, "Yeah, dude, like I want to. Of course, I want to start. Everybody that throws a baseball wants to be a starting pitcher. They do. They make more money. There's more accolades. You get to pitch more. What do you love to do if you're a pitcher?" You love to pitch. You love to be out there. And from all everything we heard and that was reported, that was kind of what brought him back to San Diego for the 2023 season. Correct. You're going to get that chance gonna, to start. And, then and he did early on. The wheels fall off a little bit with the team. Then and we needed like, some Whoa. bullpen help. I didn't like him. Like I didn't like him in the eighth inning. And that's, that's on Bob Melvin. That's on them. But I, other than that. Nick Martinez is a swingman type. Was he was so good at times. again? I, I made the comparison to my own career with Ryan Flaherty going to Chicago. I'll do it also with Nick Martinez. You know, I've always been a hey, do whatever they need me to do, 100%. whatever time slot. Hey, you need to do this, that, uh, fill in at Channel Ten, anchor, I have too. yeah, you sure. know, whatever they need, sort of guy. But you do get you then kind of get pigeonholed sometimes. And I've seen other people who are stubborn and go, nope, I'm only anchoring. I'm not doing anything else. And all of a sudden, they're getting like more respect than the people who are willing to dive in and do whatever it takes. Okay. Hey, I, need, I just want to help the team. Let me, let me do whatever it takes. And then they say, well, we know that guy will do whatever it takes. But this guy, he's, uh, he's the star. We can't make him do anything else. It's like, well, why wouldn't the guy who does whatever it takes be the star 
and this guy who's stubborn and will only do one thing, you should not value him as highly. But no, it doesn't always I mean, they work that way. Him to play second base. Yeah, right. trust me. Like he he wanted to be a starting pitcher. I'm sure he yes. got tired of getting yanked out of the rotation and put back in the pen. You want some continuity, you know? You do. I'm sure Jake Cronenworth was. Tired of moving from first to second and and everything else. You want your position to be yours. You can do the very best that you can at it. Um, you know, look a lot more. A lot more starters got a lot more leash than Nick Martinez did as starters for this baseball team. A lot, a lot more starters did. So the fact that he was able to do that, the fact that he was malleable and and willing to do it. A manager dreams of a player like that. I'm interested to see how Cincinnati uses him. Uh, I would imagine they they need starting pitching as well. So I think he's going to be a great fit there. But that ballpark, you know, I bet you his road numbers are better than his home numbers in Cincinnati. Uh, We need a contestant for real or fake on a throwback Thursday. Chance to uh, last day of November qualify for our grand prize getaway uh, to... Resorts World Las Vegas, but you need to call now, 833-288-0973. Get in to be our contestant. We will play real or fake here in just a couple of minutes. Now, with Nick Martinez leaving, how much urgency does that add to the Padres to get something done? Maybe with so much Seth Lugo or Michael Waka, or are we in a holding pattern? You see, the uh, Dodgers are now interested in Seth Lugo. Really? Yeah, that's just... a. That's a bummer. Seth was well, why, great. Why here. wouldn't most teams be interested they in should. Seth Lugo? They really should. They like, really, Nick really should. Nick Martinez is making thirteen a year. I mean, isn't that nuts? That's the line. Like, are, are you really looking to build the rest of your rotation? The other other three roles beneath that. Be- good luck. I know. Good really, luck. really good luck. I mean, um, we threw out like Clevenger's name the other day. Like a guy like that who had oh, an okay season. His, like, his market okay value season is fourteen, fifteen million dollars. His, his now. market value is like. Between fifteen and eighteen million dollars, guys. I, I think it's becoming more clear, and we can talk about the new piece in the Athletic from Dennis Lynn. That one way or another, the Padres need to know: Hey, if we're keeping Juan Soto, then we're doing we're going on one path, and it's a much cheaper path for pitching and other options. If we're trading Juan Soto, okay, then we have different options we can have for pitching. But until we know which way we're going, one way or the other. You can't really do anything at this point. You can't sign a bunch of pitchers, you know, uh, on free agent deals and then still think, but maybe we'll keep Juan Soto because, well, you just, no, you just blew over your budget for the year. But you can't also not sign anyone and watch everyone leave before making a decision. They got to make a decision on Juan Soto. Keep him or trade him pretty fast here. Honestly, Maybe by the winter meetings next week. And honestly, you know, the some of the rumblings I've heard from some people that I trust is is that exactly. Like he is the the domino and it's it that needs to be addressed before anything else can be addressed. So if that's true, then we need to get and on. Well, so essentially you're saying like that 30, 30 33 million dollars, yeah. let's just call it thirty million bucks for Juan Soto is what's holding us like that's that's all we have to spend. Uh, I, mean, I, st- I still believe that they could keep one soda. They could keep. They Juan could Soto keep one soda and trade for it's, pitching. It's a completely different plan for the offseason if you keep him. Yep, there's two plans. If you trade him, then there's a totally other plan that involves going out and replacing Juan Soto and, and adding more pitching yeah. and using that money. But until you know one way or another, you can't do anything, and you're now falling behind in this offseason race. They have to make a decision on Juan Soto. 
coming up. And we'll talk about that and the new details from the piece in The Athletic a little bit later. Right now, though, we've got some contestants on the line. Let's get to today's game of real or fake. Some are here for the compelling sports talk with Ben and Woods. Yeah, you can go plow through another donut. It's time for Real or Fake on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, tell the people what they'll win today. Let's see. Uh, is this Grant on the line? Yes, sir. Grant, welcome. You are a contestant today on Real or Fake. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you guys? Good, We're buddy. good. We're good. Okay. Uh, if you can just get four out of seven correct, we will put you into our grand prize drawing for the two-night stay at Resorts World Las Vegas and two tickets to Luke Bryan at Resorts World Theater. Tickets are on sale at rwlasvegas.com. All right. Remember last week we had the topic wheel question, and it was uh, what was the first car you ever drove, I think? And we started talking about... 1993 Ford Pro. We started talking about, like, bad cars. Well, today's topic, Grant, was inspired by that question. I have a list of (laughs) the real worst car model names in automotive industry history. I will give you a make and model. You tell me if it is a real car that was once existed and sold on the market, or if it's a fake that I have made up for the purposes of our game. You understand, Grant? Yeah. All right, so and if you want to ask Woods for help, he doesn't know the answers, but he can certainly try to figure them out with yeah, you. He is standing by, ready to aid. All right, here we go. Round number one. The Mitsubishi Lettuce. Real or fake? Ben. Uh, fake. That is absolutely mm. real. What? No, it's not. <laughs> it is. Look it up. The Mitsubishi Lettuce. The I Mitsubishi think you- you Lettuce. Went, you went to an Onion article. No, I did not go to an Onion article. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not just a bad name. Oh, it's an ugly God. car. <laughs> it's, it was real. Let All us right. not buy yeah. that. All right. That is 0 for 1, but we can come back. <laughs> Here we go. Round number two. The Kia Party. Real or fake, Grant? The Kia Party. Uh, what do you think, Wood? Dang, dude. <laughs> now, now you're thrown off. If any company was going to name their car Party, I would think it would be Kia. <laughs> so my gut tells me, I feel like it's a trick question. I'm going to say fake. Grant, what do you say? We need a final answer. Okay, I'll go with them and say fake. Yeah, as you got my thought process oh, exactly. God. If ever a company was going to name Kia their car the Kia the Party, it would be the Kia <laughs> yeah, Party. I knew it. It's not they the never... Toyota Party. No, 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 it's the Kia Party for Lexus sure. Lexus Party, it's All not right. happening. One and one is the record. <laughs> Round number three. The Isuzu Mysterious Utility Wizard. Real or more, fake, more Grant? wizard talk on Ben Woods this morning. <laughs> the Isuzu <laughs> Mysterious Utility Wizard. The MUW. I'm going to go with real. Yes, Yo, it is real. God. My friend's brother drives it. Uh, probably. <laughs> All right, you are ahead now. Two and one as we go to round number four. The Toyota Deli Boy. Real or fake? The Toyota. Fake? That's real. Honestly, how could I come up with that if it was fake? That would just be weird. Some guy that brought you a sandwich. Yeah, they they deliver sandwiches in the Deli Boy. Toyota Deli Boy. Paul is going to look it up. It's like a van. It looks like an ice cream truck. (laughs) All right, we're two and two. Comes down to the last three rounds here. Round number five. The Daihatsu. Naked. The Daihatsu Naked. 
Real or fake, Grant? Fair assets. <laughs> what do you think, Woods, on this one? I feel real. Uh, I feel real on that one. Okay, I'll say real. That is correct. All right, you are one win away from a victory in our game of real or fake. Worst car model names in industry history. All right, round number six. The Nissan Friend Me. The Nissan Friend Me. Hey, I'm going to go with Woods again. What do you think? You've been good so oh, far. Let's see. The <laughs> Nissan Friend Me. I think that sounds fake. Grant, for the win. Okay, I'll say, I'll say fake. Grant, She's we're going around number seven because that one was real. Always comes down around seven and real or fake. All right, for all the marbles, real or fake car model name, Grant, the Hyundai Cheapster. The Hyundai Cheapster. Real or fake? I'm going to ask Woods one last time. What do you think? You're putting it on. You're putting it on Woods. It's fake. Grant, you trust him? I'll say fake. The answer is... Yes, it's fake! Congratulations, Grant. You have one real or fake. Hang on the line. Uh, Polly will get your information during the break to put you into the drawing for Las Vegas and another 4-3 game of real or fake here on Ben and Woods. Uh, the we Cheapster. Have the Cheapster. No, I knew that was fake. But if it was going to be a car, it would be a Hyundai, right? I don't know. I think I they know. might be a sponsor. So. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. The uh, Mitsubishi Lettuce. It's amazing. <laughs> What a way to start that game. No doubt. My God. All right. We'll uh, come back with Don't Do This. I have co- audio from a college basketball coach giving the reason why one of his star players was not in the lineup for his team yesterday that is going to, let's say, surprise you a little bit. And uh, I think for Do Do This, we should play some audio of the new head football coach who absolutely won his press conference yesterday. Okay, that's yeah. coming up next with Venom Woods after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fam. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Don't do this. I got a little surprise for you, don't, don't do this. Listen, if I'm, if I'm something, something bad, I mean, tell me I'm a bad boy. You know, just tell me I'm a bad boy. Why? Just why? I get the argument. You don't have to explain it to me. I'm not a moron. Let me tell you why I am a dumbass. Yep. It's time for Don't Do This. Don't do this. On 97.3 The Fan. I know it's Throwback Thursday and we play the throwback Don't Do This Open. It's so bad, though. It's That's why just we do it. so bad. That's why we do it's it. It's our punishment. It's yeah. our don't. It's our punishment. <sighs> yeah, it's All exactly right, Woodsy, right. you are up first today. Uh, the No Fun League, a.k.a. the NFL, is back at it again. They're back on their bull S, Ben, as the kids like to say. They have pulled the credentials and suspended for the rest of the year. Not any of the players that, you know, do many, many untoward uh, things. This is a, a guy named Kevin Fitzgibbons. Fitzy to his friends. Fitzy to his friends, guaranteed. <laughs> or Gibby to his friends. You also. never know. You never know. <laughs> Fitzgibby. Uh, pulled his credentials, been suspended him for the rest of the year. He is a, a 20-year-old photographer. You may not know his name, but you remember the event. Tyree Kill against Carolina Scores. Grabs a camera from a guy standing on the sideline, does the backflip, films it. It's amazing content. Incredible. Never seen anything like it. Technically, though, uh, you're not allowed to use props in your uh, celebration. So I'm sure he he got fined for that. The league did not love it. They penalized uh, Hill for it during the game for using a prop. He got fined for it afterwards. Then the league pulled Fitzgibbon's credentials for the remainder of the 2023 season as well. He uh, posted a video to his TikTok page. Said he understood the NFL's decision. He was grateful for the opportunity it gave him. He added that he hoped the league would let him back next year. And uh, Tyreek Hill said, I would comment, but I will get fined. But LeBron James has come out in defense of this young man. He said, man, this is effed up. And uh, was kind of going after the NFL a little bit. Hopefully this has a happy ending. Obviously, if if Tyreek Hill comes up to a young reporter and goes, hey, can you do me a favor? I know you're on the sidelines during the game shooting. If I score, can you hand me this camera because I want to do this? Yeah. What are you gonna say? No. You're not gonna say no. I'm so. You know, Tyreek. I think you'll get. I think that's against the rules, and you're gonna get fined. So I'm gonna tell you. No, you just say you sure. shouldn't do that. Of course, you're just gonna say yeah. I mean, what? It gets you in good with Tyreek Hill. You're trying to do your job. I think you, they know each other already. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense yep. to say yes. Um, I hope it has a happy ending, though, in that Tyreek hopefully takes care of him a little bit, and he sounds like he's had the right attitude. Like, yep. okay. I'll accept my punishment, and hopefully I'll be able to get back next year. And if the NFL does allow him back, perhaps not. I mean, there's no reason to suspend him, though. No, none whatsoever. There's no one who would have said no to that. Give I wouldn't have said no to break. that. I follow all rules. Yeah. And if you know, I was covering a, an NFL team on a Sunday, and they said, hey, could you do Give this me your, for, yeah, me? Flip it for me? Give me your, yeah, I, I can do that for you, man. Done. All right. Um, my don't do this story comes from the Louisville basketball team and their guard, Tyler Johnson 
whose name is spelled, by the way, T-Y-L-A-U-R. I've never seen that spelling before. Ty Lauer. He is, um, uh, was one of their better players. They were playing against Bellarmine uh, this week, and he was not in the lineup. Only then played three minutes in the first half for Coach Kenny Payne. And, of course, Kenny Payne was asked about it afterwards and decided in a very unusual moment for a coach, full transparency and honesty about, what well, you know, was it an injury? What's going on? Was it discipline? Here's what Kenny Payne had to say about Tyler Johnson and why he wasn't in the game. Man, you ready for this? I probably shouldn't tell you this. We didn't have the tights that he wanted, so he didn't know if he wanted to play. Oh, yeah. You heard it. We didn't have the tights that he wanted oh. that we've never had for him. And he decided, I don't feel like I can go. That's what young people do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> but he figured it out in the second half. He accepted the fact that we didn't have the tights that we've never had for him. Oh, my God. And he played, and he played well. Next. It's absolutely brilliant. John- How is that a don't do this? That is a do do this. Well, I mean, maybe for Johnson, who was uh, a four star recruit out of uh, our savior Lutheran school in the Bronx, it's not going to look great for him. Uh, he was, I mean, so tight by tights, meaning like those shorts they were under their basketball shorts. Some of them wear the long pants, the long tights. Yeah, the long yeah. tights that go underneath the basketball shorts. And. The weird thing was, though, as the coach said, well, we never had those kind of tights. We've never had them. And now all of a sudden it was an issue because they're already in their like sixth or whatever, seventh game of the season, and you've been playing fine this whole time with our team tights that you have, and all of a sudden now we don't have the right tights and you can't play because of them. I like to be a, 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 a level-headed, I try to be a level-headed coach and stuff, but when we get into real baseball, and my, one of my kids is like, I can't play because I don't have my cleats, the right cleats. I don't have the right batting gloves. I don't have my whatever. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. So part of the don't do this for me, though, is maybe the coach shouldn't have said anything. Love, this is more dude, of a it. behind closed doors. I it was funny as hell. And honestly, nowadays, with I mean, Louisville basketball, big time program. Big time. Big NIL money. I mean, you know, these kids are making probably tens, if not hundreds of thousands in NIL why don't you have someone on staff who's running? You need different tights? We go and get those for you instantly. I mean, if you're trying to treat your players well, why would you not have the right kind of tights for the kid? If that's what Fair. makes him feel comfortable and play better, why don't you have those tights for him? Don't complain about the kid not wanting to play because you don't have tights. Get him the darn tights Adam, that make him feel comfortable. I need new tights, Adam, <laughs> just so you know, and uh, I shan't be performing until I get them. I know you wanted to get into Coach Lewis yeah. on Do Do This. You want to save it? Let's save it because Paulie just told us. Got a guest coming up next. Baseball guy. Big yes, baseball guy. Yes, uh, former Padres catcher. Former MLB manager with the Detroit Tigers and Anaheim or Los Angeles Angels, and now new bench coach for the New York Yankees. Brad Osmus is going to join us coming up next about, you know, getting back into the game, taking that job with the New York Yankees. A really smart guy, really good person to talk to, and all of a sudden going to be with the Ben and Woods program coming up next. Uh, on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. We'll be right back. I keep stressing my mind. I look for peace, but see, I don't attain. What I need for keeps, the silly game we play. Play.
Now look at this. Madness the magnet keeps attracting me. Me. I try to run, but see I'm not that fast. I think I'm first, but surely finish last. Last. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Well, let's get right to it. As promised, just a moment ago, we are joined right now by a guy who uh, spent four seasons as the catcher for the San Diego Padres, helping lead the team to the postseason in 1996 NL West Division title, went on into a coaching career, became manager of the Detroit Tigers, the Los Angeles Angels, and just recently was named the new bench coach of the New York Yankees. We welcome Brad Osmus back onto the Ben and Woods program here on 97.3 The Fan. Brad, good morning to you. Good morning. How you guys been? Doing well, man. I, I brought The Cure back for a reason. The last time I saw you, we were at The Cure concert together. We didn't go oh, together. Yeah. We didn't go together, <laughs> but you guys sat right next to us. I was not uh I was not really of sound mind and body that night, but I really had a good <laughs> really good time hanging out with you guys watching that incredible band. They slayed it that night. That was impressive. I had actually never been down to the What's the venue called the down there? Theater? Yeah, down in Chula. Yeah, the yeah, that, North, was, North that Island, was impressive. North Island Credit Union. It's had many names over the It'll years. It'll have a new name in six months. Yes. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't get attached to this one either. You know, I had forgotten, or maybe I never knew, because I remember when the Padres acquired you, they got you from the Rockies, but the Rockies had taken you in the expansion draft. You actually were drafted and came up in the Yankees organization. So this is like a homecoming for you after all these years. What's it like to return to the pinstripes now? It's all right. I, I haven't quite put my pinstripes on yet but it's kind of neat you know full circle i guess i was drafted in 87 so what's that 35 years later almost what does the bench coach do i was wondering about I, that too listen I, in i've my, always heard they're supposed to be like the bad guy in no the, in i heard the it's dugout. the other way is it the other way i heard it's the, i thought you were the enforcer like for the manager who no. got to be the good guy nowadays aren't you now you're gonna be aaron judge is gonna be coming to you and going brad or whatever they're gonna call you aussie <laughs> Boss, this guy's killing me. They go with off. Boss, yeah. this guy's killing me right now, man. He's killing me. Hey, hey, just relax. You're good. I, I always picture, and I know there's more to it, a lot of back slapping. Hey, let's go. Let's get it ready. You got to hit some fungos, whatever. Like, Which is it? Which is it? 
What do you do? What do you do? Uh, you no, you're on the right track. I mean, you, at times the the bench coach is kind of that go between with the manager and a player. Uh, sometimes trying to soften the blow for the player, uh, and sometimes trying to make the manager aware of things that might be going on in the clubhouse that he may want to address or, talk, uh, you know, might want to talk to a particular player about something. So that is part of the job. I think a big part of the job is being prepared uh, both both pre-game and in-game. You know, you got to make the manager aware of potential moves that might be coming up or uh, players that he might want to have ready. And then, of course, if he wants that particular player ready, then it's my job to go down and say, hey, get loose, you might hit here. Oh, now, I like that. Obviously, Brad, you spent several seasons as an actual manager, but I've always thought there was probably a little bit of a thrill knowing, hey, if if you know Boone gets tossed, and he gets tossed quite a bit, <laughs> you're going to be you get to step so in and get games. to manage the New York Yankees, which is cool. <laughs> so many. Yeah, that's what I that's what I told him during the interview process. I told Boone Booney that uh, you know, really, I'm probably going to manage about ten percent of the game. <laughs> How how much of they always say? Well, he's just right up the tunnel, yelling out the instructions. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. when when you got tossed, like, do you go and sit in your office and have no communication? Are you like on a phone or somehow secretly still communicating with your bench coach what you or want you to happen beer. in those last innings? <laughs> how does that work? Banging trash cans or something? <laughs> no, I I just truthfully I just go up and I watch it on TV. I when I was in Detroit. I got tossed a number of times over the four seasons I was there. And, and Gene Lamont was the bench coach, and he had managed the big league level. So I would just go upstairs and watch the game on TV and let Gene Lamont handle it. And uh, in Anaheim, I only got thrown out once. I think it was the ninth inning, so it wasn't really a big deal. But, no, I don't I'm – not, I'm not pulling the puppet strings. I, I just let the bench coach deal with it. Excellent. We are talking to uh, former Padre Brad Ausmus, now the bench coach for the New York Yankees here on Ben and Woods this morning. Uh, and again, thanks for jumping on with us on short notice. Really appreciate it. Wanted to ask you this, a couple things. Uh, you've been in, in baseball a long, long time. I'm sure you've run across Mike Schilt, uh, you know, have heard about him. What is your kind of take on, on what are the, the direction of the Padres now with, with Schilt at the helm? You know, I, I actually don't know Mike that well. We, uh, we have crossed paths and said hello. I can't, I can't remember if we, overlapped when I was in Detroit and he was in St. Louis or not, but we've definitely crossed paths. Uh, but truthfully, I do not know him that well. He, he is not in my contacts on my phone. <laughs> I have him in mind now, so that's fine. I'll one up on you. <laughs> well, l- let me ask you this then. So as a former manager, right, and you've been uh, with a couple of different organizations, the off season's always a, a weird one. Now, I know every organization's different. I know that we're in a different position because we have a new manager, your GMs that you've worked with in the past, what was that relationship like as it came to um, acquiring players or, I guess, getting rid of players? Uh, any guys ever traded out from under you where you're like, bro, what are you what are you doing? Like, we needed that guy. That's one I'm high on. Is that Was there a lot of, of communication about, about the current roster and rosters to come? Yeah, there was. Uh, the, the, the three general managers I worked for uh, kept me in the loop and really kept the coaches in the loop as well. Dave Dombrowski was the first general manager, Al Avila, and then Billy Epler up in, in Anaheim. So all three of them kept me in the loop and usually kept the coaching staff in the loop and, and often solicited their opinion on a particular player. If that coach or, or I had any, you know, any history with them or knew had any information about them. It feels like we're talking to Brad Osmus here. It feels like there's a lot of ex either Padres players or coaches who are managers. Maybe it feels like that in every 
in every clubhouse, but I, I mean, you were Mark Kotze's bench coach with Oakland in 2022. Um, obviously, Phil Nevin was a manager with the Angels. Boach is back in the league again, winning World Series because it's really easy for Boach, and I don't know why it's so easy. Maybe you can explain why is it so easy for Boach to win World Series, but all these Padres are all over the place, Brad. Yeah, it seems like it though. But you know what's funny? You could pick any team, and yeah. they'll tell you the same thing. Say, oh, we've lost. Up, we've lost players. Now they're doing well other places, or they're coaching or managing other places. And uh, that's just the nature of baseball. There's so much movement nowadays that at some point, you know, people in the game wear a lot of different uniforms, and they end up somewhere else, and they have success. And then the and then the microscope gets brought up. Bigger. You did play. You played for rookie manager Boach, right? Like young, fresh faced Bruce. Well, I don't know if Bruce was ever fresh faced, but you played for young Bruce Bochy and have seen over the years his development. I mean, it is pretty incredible what he's now still able to accomplish. Uh, Boach is the best. Actually, when I first got traded to the Padres, I was uh, Boach was third base. He was third base yeah. coach. Yeah, he was third base coach for Rig. And uh, then he took over, I think, that off season And, uh, and Boach was great. I still have vivid memories of making a base running mistake in at Qualcomm, and then a week later doing making the exact same mistake against the exact same team uh, at Dodger Stadium. And, and Boach, he let me have it in the dugout when I got back. I still have a a vivid memory. It's like a video running through through uh, through my head that him not being too happy with. But he's the best. I still. You know, we I vacation occasionally with Boach, and uh, I know him very well. He's, he's great. That's amazing. I got to ask too. Like, this is a you know, it's a big undertaking. It's it's across the country. It's New York. It's a, how how did the uh, the family uh, take this news when you said, "Hey, guess what? Got a call and uh, got an interview. I'm off to New York." You know what? Uh, so my kids are out of the house. I have two daughters, and one of them lives in New York City. Oh, perfect! Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Then, so so that's good. And, and ironically, the other one lives in Northern California, uh, not too far from where I was when I was with Mark Kotze in Oakland. So I spent a season up there near her and got to see her. And now I'm going to spend a, a season in New York and uh, my older daughter's there. So uh, I, I don't think anyone really even blinked at this. You just got to be fair with each of your kids. Now, you took last year off, though. What was that like? And was it a, a situation of... I got to get out of the house or, you know, someone needs to get me out of the house. I can't, I just can't do this for too long. Or do, is this really like I would have only come back for the right opportunity and this was it? You can only play so much golf with Mark Loretta, I would imagine, before it's time to get <laughs> I don't. Well, I'm not dream. dumb enough to play golf with Mark yeah. Loretta. Nobody, you but. shouldn't be, because he will whip your ass up and down the course. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, so... I have a place in Cape Cod and we spent the summer in Cape Cod drinking margaritas on the beach. It just, it's a lot of fun. It just doesn't pay well. Yeah. It That's doesn't. True. No, it doesn't. Actually, it costs, costs you money. I mean, the Yankees do pay a little bit better from what I've heard. Certainly. Well, that's awesome, man. Really uh, wanted to wish you a congratulations. Thanks for jumping on uh, with us this morning. And I know you're excited about the season. I know, look, it's weird to say the. Padres and Yankees were two of the highest spending teams last year. Didn't work out for either of them. Both of them uh, have their work cut out for them. Uh, but I know you're excited to get in there. And, and so what's the next step? Will you just head out to, to spring training in, in a couple months or whatever? Yeah, you know, I'm in the process of kind of getting onboarded now with the Yankees. Every team has their own system. And uh, so I'm in the process of doing that because I just got hired. And then, uh, you know, there'll probably be a meeting that I have to be, go to prior to spring training. But, yeah, once – once we get into the second week of February, so that's when it's it's every day. 
Well, enjoy. Uh, I know they're going after some big-time free agents. That should be very exciting. Brad? Going after uh, some guys that are already under contract for a year left. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that as well. Some rumors. The guys who played here last year as well. Brad, good luck. Uh, Appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Thanks. Good talking to you. All right, Brad Osmus, new bench coach for uh, Aaron Boone in the New York Yankees. I like like that line. Hey, you know, I'm going to be managing about 10% of the games. You'll get 16 games in. Yeah. (laughs) Because you just can't keep yourself in these ball games. How many times games? did he get run last year? Like thirteen times. <laughs> we should. We got to set an over under on that. He'll get. Ten, he'll over at 10. least ten. Over ten, yeah. and that's that's standard. Manager goes, bench coach, manager, right? Standard. Yeah. That's yeah. Standard yeah. operating that's, procedure. Yeah. All right. Brad is stepping into his shoes every time he gets <laughs> tossed from a game next season. I'd be like rooting for you to get, get tossed. I, yeah, yeah. No, you of course. Would be, you as the bench coach, me as the manager, you'd get to manage seventy five percent of the games. I was surprised how laid back he's. No, I got tossed. I. I went and watched the game on TV. I yeah, just not, chilled. Didn't have no opinion. I, wouldn't you be like going, yeah, I hope they get this guy up in the bullpen. And they got, I had this plan in my mind. And you just they let, know the plan. Let it go. Yeah, they you, know, they you know shared the plan, the plan yeah. with everybody before the game started. Yeah, it's not like it used to be. You know, there's there, everybody knows the plan. So, all right, let's um let's take a quick uh, traffic check. We'll come back. You mentioned the Juan Soto. You know, trade talks with the Yankees, and we got a new piece uh, that dropped this morning from The Athletic involving Juan Soto as well. We'll get to that after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. So add the name Dennis Lynn to the growing chorus of writers. Uh, mostly have been national, Ken Rosenthal, John Heyman, Jeff Passan, who believe that uh, a Juan Soto trade is imminent. And under the headline, Juan Soto has likely played his final game for the Padres. The reasons are many, Dennis wrote this morning in The Athletic. Similar to what we've seen in other pieces, you know, basically doing the math and going, Padres want a payroll of $200 million to keep Juan Soto. It's almost impossible for them to fill all the other holes so, that they have. So this isn't, he's certainly going to be traded or almost certainly going to be traded. So this isn't new news. It's the same. It's really kind of the same stuff that every laid out. Does in, it make you guys nervous that it's a local guy writing it instead it's of a scary headline? It's a, a local guy writing it instead of Ken Rosenthal, you know, beating that drum. I, I, I feel like it's coming. I'm bracing myself. I am. I'm mentally preparing myself. I'm going to go get a massage today to try to <laughs> relax and unwind. And not think about the trade uh, and the tweet that's coming imminently. I think one thing that Dennis wrote in this piece was that the, essentially any talks with Scott Boris, they're going nowhere right now. Scott Boris really wants to take Juan Soto to free agency at the end of this year. I mean, wouldn't you? you and know, and wouldn't if, you, yeah, of course. And, 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 and if, if that Juan. is truly the case, if, if A.J. Preller... Let's get let's try on something here. Let's go and and Scott's kind of hemming and hawing and going. Well, we'll listen, but you know, I mean, we really we really want to look at that open market. If for that reason, more than clearing payroll, more than trying to get you know under two hundred million and and filling your pitching holes, the biggest reason to trade Juan Soto would be that you don't really have an opportunity to sign him to a long term extension. Correct. Because then you're losing another player for essentially nothing at the end of next season. Compensatory pick. Which, you know, this year... Not if you're going in and trying to win a World Series in 2024, or 2023, yeah, 2024. Right. But there does exist a time frame after 2024 that you're hoping to be competitive and good. And if you can acquire players that will... Age you in being a better team in 2025 and 2026 that's and 2027. The, that's the Padre way, though. That's like that's when we first started 
this the window show. was 2019. It, yeah, but it, <laughs> right. But Windows they never did that with a 200 million dollar payroll. It's different when you have a 14 million dollar payroll and you trade your one five million dollar player for prospects and go, hey, we're building for the future. That's a lottery ticket. That's like saying, well, maybe if they all work out, we'll have a miracle in seven years. This is we know we've got good players. We know we've got a good team. But we also need depth, and we need to fill it out in these next couple of years. And one way we can do it is by trading Juan Soto. It's such a. It's such a. Uh, there's going to be there's going to be a part of the fan base that gets it. There's going to be a part of the fan base that hates it. There's going to be a part of the fan base that that doesn't care. And, and I think you can be a combination. But of those. there's also going to be a part of the fan base is like I'm, I don't want to watch the Padres anymore. We're doing this again. We're repeating the cycle, even though it may be the most prudent decision. Uh, taking him out of your lineup, I don't know. I mean, you can get it and hate it. At you the can same get time. it and hate it, and that's how I'll feel. I'll totally understand. You know, I will, and I may even like some. I may even like the return that we get. I may say, "Ooh, yeah, very nice," but I will still hate the fact that he's not, you know, in the two or three hole uh, next year and is is going to be playing somewhere else. I will, it will definitely bug me. There's no question about it, and it will probably hurt us for years to come. Can't really worry about that. You know, if you if you make that move, make it a strong one. And and you know you got to kind of lie in your bed. There's just the Padre fans have been having to lie in their bed a lot, and that's uh, that's unfair, you know. And and it is what it is. You're going to eat it. You're going to eat it, or you're not going to eat it. You're going to push away from the table and say I'm not eating it anymore. And that's your right. In the chat says it'll feel like a fire sale. It will immediately. It won't be a fire sale. It won't be because definitely that is perfectly said. It feel it it will will feel feel like one. Absolutely. Dennis writes because Soto remains highly unlikely to sign an extension. Exchanging the outfielder for multiple big league ready players might be the most logical decision the Padres can make. Now the problem with that is if all the other teams also believe that Juan Soto is highly unlikely to sign an extension. Right. That's going to hurt that trade value as well. You can get more from a team that believes they're going to sign him long-term. If they know, hey, we're trading for Juan Soto, and within five days we're signing him to a $517 million deal that he's going to be with our franchise for the next you know, 15 years, you can stomach giving up a lot of your t- top prospects. You know what you're getting. You're getting a decade plus of one of the best baseball players on earth. When you know he's going to free agency and you have no advantage over the other 29 teams in signing him once he gets there, yep. going to be a little harder for teams to give up bigger prospects in that there's, case. There's all co- there's all kinds of things you can call it. You know, you can call it a retool. You can call it a reshape because when you have Essentially, your one, your two, and your three hitter locked down, and they're they're pretty good. That we do, we have, we still have Manny, we still have Xander, we still have Tatis. Ten years ago, Ben, that would have been enough, you know. But the but things changed, and and now to be able to you know to lose Juan Soto, no matter who you get back, it's going to be tough. I mean, I've I've seen fans say, "Bro, if you trade Soto, I'm not watching anymore." I don't believe that. I think you'll I think you will come back because I do think that team can win. You know, it, it it sounds dumb to say, but it, it's there's actual evidence of it. Teams lose superstars and do really well. Now, in this case, Bryce Harper was traded from the Nationals. They won a World Series mostly because of Juan Soto, who's now San Diego Padre, and you know, pretty soon to be on another team, I would guess. Ronald Acuna Jr. went down. The Braves won the World Series. It can be done. Padres had their best run the, in a long time when Fernando went down. Harper it, wasn't traded. Free agent. Free agent. Yeah, free, left agent. Is a free agent. Left is a free yeah. agent. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. 
He leaves, they win a World Series. They never won one with him. He leaves, they win one. It, it absolutely can happen. The I, I don't think either of those cases were addition by subtraction. Like he was such a D that now you're freed up to win. I don't think that's the case. It can happen. You know why? Uh, because it's baseball. Bill Simmons is often called it the Ewing theory. Sometimes the the big star, for whatever reason, even if they're great, sucks up all the air a little bit, for and sure. it's harder to put together a good team. Now, Padres already have lots of big stars. I'm not sure that that applies. There's, air, there's no air in that room <laughs> anymore, to be honest with you. There's but so many big stars. The, I, I, and, you know, I give some credence to the argument that uh, a team that was built around four big stars is not the best way to For sure. create a ton of chemistry. And maybe it's a, a better strategy to go with a team, take away a star, add more depth. I mean, there's not many ways to do that. I totally get that. And I understand losing Juan Soto is going to hurt. But it doesn't necessarily mean the Padres are going to be a worse team next year. No. In fact, I'd be surprised if they if they didn't win more games, even without Juan Soto than they did this last season. All right, we'll come back. It is a throwback Gotta Thursday. Have more than two pitchers to win more than 82 well, games. That's exactly. why you trade Juan Soto to oh, get God. more pitching He as just well. said it on the record. That's why you uh. would. All right, we got a throwback Thursday next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 